arrived at Stansted Airport, I think so. So it was a long drive from there to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Ipswich. Yeah. So I thought, oh my God, what's this? Where yeah. am I? Because I'm from a town, you know, I'm from Amsterdam, so yeah. I used to uh, living in a big city. Yeah. But um, yeah, nothing but fun memories. Hey guys, it's me, producer Ross, and welcome to series two of Ross Meets the series where I catch up with former town players to talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. And here we are then, episode one of series two of Ross Meets. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who listened to series one. Thanks to all my guests as well. We had some great guests for series one and we also got some great guests for series two. So let's get stuck in. Let's introduce our first guest of this series and it is... Gus Unenbeek, what a great chat this was with Gus. They're talking about his time at Portman Road and his career as a whole. Hope you guys enjoy this. Some great stories during his time at the Blues from Kieran Dyer being his boot boy and giving him tips at Christmas and some other great stuff as well during his time at the club. Uh, we spoke about his time at Fulham, Sheffield United, and his other various clubs. So hope you guys enjoy. Let's get right into this interview. Let's go. So yeah, where, where did it all um, begin for yourself? Well, as a youngster, um, started playing football when I was about seven, you know, at the local club. Um, stayed there at the club until I was 15, and then I went to, to Ajax. Yeah. You know, went through the youth teams, uh, you know, the reserves, and then uh, made my full debut at 19. Uh, you know, signed a contract, but never really broke into the first team mm-hmm. at the time. You know, at the time, they had the likes of um, Aaron Winter, uh, Brian Roy, Danny Blind. You know, players like that. Um, Edwin van der Sar. Yeah. Um, just started coming through the ranks, played with him in the reserves. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it was hard to break into the first team um, at that time. You know, if you look at the, the Ajax squad now, I think the average age is about 21. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. at the time I was around 19 and yeah. you had players like, you know, 24, 25. Yeah. I remember players at the time going abroad, they were like 25, 26. And, you know, players now these days, they're, they're moving abroad when they're 18, yeah. 17, 19, 20, going to big clubs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was an enjoyable time at Ajax. Yeah. Did you did you always want to be a professional footballer? Is that something when you you know when you were a kid you wanted to? How did you sort of get in football? You know, did any family member also play football? No, my dad my dad used to play back in Suriname. Yeah. Um, you know, at 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 reasonable level, but yeah, um, yeah always always wanted to be a, a pro player. Uh, you know, football was a thing for me. You know, every day played outside as a kid and. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things, you know. Um, when you're a youngster and living there, growing up in Amsterdam, there was only one club you wanted to play for, and that was Ajax. So to go there as a 15-year-old kid was, uh, yeah, that that was already a dream come true. Yeah. Um, Lewis Van Howe, of course, was I think the manager before the yeah. end of your time there. Did you? When did you sort of know you weren't really going to make it there, and do you feel like you had to move somewhere else to find first-team football more regularly? Um, well. Uh, Fahal was my youth coach, to be okay, honest. Yeah. Um, in the, on the 19th, he came and, um, you know, you could see straight away he was a great manager. He, he was strict. 
you know, a lot of players were afraid of him. <laughs> the, way, the way he talked, you know, no jokes in training and all that. But, um, and at the time, the manager at the first team was Leo Beinhacker. I don't know if you remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things at the time. I was a winger and uh, I, had, I had some good players um, in front of me. And to be honest, he, he, I made my debut, stayed with the first team, played another game, and then sort of, yeah, didn't really, didn't really play a lot. And then end of the season, I think I still had it. No, I was out of contract. Okay. And um, yeah, they, they were just straight with me, you know, like you know, good player, but you know, to make that I was going to be difficult, um, you know, especially with the players uh, they had at the time and the way they were going. And you know, if you if you're honest to yourself, you know you're a decent player, but you're not the top top player they yeah. they want at a time. So um, you know, it was time to move on. You know, and all I do, to be honest, was was play football. So if it was at Ajax or at another club, you know, I had a chance to move uh, up north with Cambuur, um, and they they they. Um, they were promoted from the from the second to the Eredivisie. Okay. So you know, I thought if I go there, regular football, and um, you know, and play against the likes of Ajax, PSV, Feyenoord, and all the other teams. So I still play at a at, at a decent level, but uh, maybe a lesser team. But you, you may have thought, you know, to to put yourself back out on the map, you know, to go there and make a name for yourself and. You know, did you ever feel like you were going to come to England? You know, when you were there, or did you feel like you were maybe just going to stay in Holland? You know, maybe try to fight back and play for Ajax again, or Feyenoord, or someone like that sort of team. Well, um, you know, my 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 dream was always to, to play to play in England. Yeah. Um, obviously, I loved English football. I watched the match of the day all the time. Um, you know, at the time, my favourite players were like the likes of Keegan, Fifth Anderson. <laughs> Uh, you know, players like that. So um, it, it was always, yeah, sort of a dream to play in England. And um, yeah, that dream came true. <laughs> so that was uh, that was uh, that was great. You know, um, at the time I moved abroad. I played three years, yeah, two and a half seasons at Cambridge. Then I went to uh, to play um, in the second division at a club, and then Romeo Zondervan. Uh, who played for Ipswich um, and knew George Burley um, and he sort of did a bit of work for uh, for Burley at the time you know he um, he contacted me and he said uh, you want to go to England yeah that was the uh, yeah, that was going to be the question is you know how did that the move come about and did you know much about Ipswich before you came um not, not not a lot, not not a great deal. Obviously, um, you know everybody uh, knows the the time of uh, Muren and Tyson. Yeah. Uh, you know the games they played against RZ yeah. at the time um, in the European. Um, so 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 that's the, I think the the, the memory of uh, people got at the time uh, of Ipswich. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it it was all new to me. You know the, the English style of of, of play. Um, and stuff like that. And I think a couple of years before that, I had a few few trials at... Um, I went to Newcastle, I went to Everton. Um, I think I went to Sunderland as well uh, for trial trial weeks. 
you know, I, I, I did reasonably well, reasonably well but um, yeah, you know, it never um, it never went uh, went on to to something. So, um, but I had a little taste of uh, of the English football, so that was a great experience. What's your um, What's your first memories of your first uh, visit to Portman Road and going around the stadium, and you know, of course, meeting George Burley as well. Yeah, obviously, you know, when I, when I first came, um, I arrived at Stansted Airport, I think, so so it was a long drive from there to yeah. <laughs> yeah. to Ipswich. Yeah. So I thought, oh my God, what's this? Where yeah. am I? Because I'm from a town, you know, I'm from Amsterdam, so yeah. I used to uh, living in a big city. Yeah. But um, yeah, nothing but fond memories. Obviously, when you when you arrive at Portman Road, you see the ground, you see the training pitch in front of the the, the stadium, and then have a look at um, you know inside Portman Road. Um, you know, watching the history, yeah, it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, you know, and um, yeah, it yeah. was good. Of course, you know, we've just been relegated, you know, from the Premier League and, you know, yeah. George Burley, you know, this is going to be his first full season. He's now rebuilding his squad. What's your, you know, memories of your first interaction with George and what did he sort of, if you can remember, you know, what did he sort of tell you going into that season? Um, well, they were looking for a, uh, for a player, think right yeah a front player right winger sort of um so first went on to pre-season with him i um oh yeah i went to train in in england um i think for a week or so and then he said i want you to come to um to finland we were going to finland and they called pre-season so i had to go back to holland to arrange a few stuff yeah. then i went back and um i went on to the tour to finland um, you know, trained there, played a few games, and all, already he said uh, he wanted to sign me. So um, yeah, that was good. So we came back after um, after the uh, after the preseason trip, sort of. And um, you know, he said, he, he, you know, he liked my style of play. You know, my direct play, uh, speed, and stuff like that. He was looking for a player like that. So um, you know, I convinced him. Um, that he had to look no further and uh, he wanted to sign me so um, yeah that was good yeah. who um who um helped you settle you know during those the, the, you know the tour to to finland and just in general in your first season which sort of player helps you settled um to be honest i, I settled in quite well you know mm -hmm. we, we had an amazing squad um yeah great group of players you know stuart slater alex matty you know, Marshy, uh, a couple of the youngsters. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had some good players uh, and some some great, great guys who um, made me adapt very well. Um, yeah, so I think that 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 went quite smoothly, to be honest. Uh, you know, really joined in and um, yeah. I um, I recently finished um, Kieran Dyer's book, and he, he mentioned you in his book, saying because um, he I think he used to clean your boots, and apparently you were a good tipper. So can you can you remember yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What a great lad he was. Yeah, yeah. I had some good times with him. Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously he was a young young player, good player, and um, yeah. he, he was cleaning my boots. So um, yeah, every time around Christmas or whatever, you know, either I gave him a pair of boots or I tipped him very well. Yeah. So. Um, but I mean, you know, he did a good job, so uh, I wanted to reward him for a, for a good job. Yeah. But um, yeah, and obviously he became a, a great player. 
what the player he was. He was, yeah. Uh, of course, we'll go into you know your first season. Um, I want to go straight into your first goal um, against Watford. A very good game that was indeed. What's your memories from from that game? Yeah, to be honest, um, yeah, it was great, great. Uh, you know, I played some good games. The fans were always fantastic um, uh, for me. I remember I got a true ball. I don't know if it was Marshy. I caught inside and I just shoot it across the goalie high into the net and uh, did my little dance, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So I remember that as day yesterday, as it was yesterday. But uh, no, that was great. Good feeling, you know, to score. And um, yeah, yeah, played yeah. some great games after that. Yeah, it must have been great, you know, you're scoring your first goal in English football. And I actually watched the goal back before speaking to you because I just wanted to relive some some moments. And um, yeah, the crowd, some, some fans actually came on the pitch and sort of celebrated with you. What was that, you know, what was that like? You know, was that a bit intimidating at first or did you just like love it? Because... No, not, not, not really. I loved yeah. it. I loved yeah. it. I mean, you know, it's amazing. And um, that, that time you could see how much um, football lives in England, you know, used to Holland. Um, you know, the crowd are very mellow, very laid back. But in England, it's unbelievable. If, yeah. if you put in a tackle or a, a true ball or a cross or whatever, the crowd goes absolutely wild. <laughs> so, um, and I already knew that from uh, watching uh, games, um, English football. So, um, yeah, it, it was a great feeling. It was a great feeling. You know, you went on to score a few more goals as well that season. One against Reading, away at Reading, a 4-1 win. Uh, yeah. A goal against Southend and also a goal against Watford again. Um, this time away at Watford, you know, what's your memories from them goals? Can, can you remember much mm. from that? Um, not really. I remember the goal against um, Reading. Yeah. I think it was just a near shot, a near post shot or something. You know, uh, goal against Watford away, I can remember. And, um, you know, it weren't that many many goals, but um, <laughs> I, can, I can remember a few. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. What's your memories of the um, Anglian uh, Italian Cup that year? You know, we were part of that sort of European tour sort of thing, you know, we're taking on... Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that, was, that was a great experience, yeah. uh, to be honest. And uh, I, I, I watched... Um, I think I watched the the lineup the yeah. other day, and I saw Pirlo came on when yeah. we played against Reggiano or yeah, Reggiano. I think yeah. I think Reggiano. Yeah, yeah. Pirlo was must have been about nineteen or something. Yeah. yeah. Or eighteen. I don't know. And I, I saw his name, and I thought, "Hey, did I play against Pirlo? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's unbelievable!" <laughs> I think yeah. I was. We were lucky that he was a sub. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, no, but th- th- those were those were great games. Remember the games uh, we played um, at home, evening games, you know, at Portman Road. Great crowd, and uh, I think we did well in that. In that. Uh, yeah, we got to the semis. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, in the league that season, we just missed out on the playoffs. That must have been disappointing for yourself. You know, your first season. You know, that just been relegated from the Premier League from the previous season. We just missed yeah. out by a few points. So, you know, what was that like? Just, you know, your thoughts on that season as a whole, your first season in English football, you must have felt it was a, a success for your part. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we were definitely uh, devastated that we um, could have gone and, uh, and made the playoffs. We were so close. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, looking back, it was, uh, it was a good season, especially as seeing a first season. But obviously, you want to bounce straight back after... Um, 
after relegation. But um, yeah, that wasn't the case. But um, yeah, I think devastated. But still, looking back, um, at, a, at a good season. Yeah. Then um, of course the the following season, uh, another Dutchman joined you, Bobby Petter. How how um, what was your relationship with him? You know, both Dutchmen. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't know Bobby personally. I, I only knew him as a player. You know, he did well for Feyenoord, uh, especially game in preseason. I think they played against Barca. I think he scored twice. But um, yeah, Bobby was a good player, great player. And, um, you know, he settled in straight away. And um, yeah, he went on from strength to strength. Uh, but it was good to have another Dutchman, uh, you know, sort of in the squad. Uh, I think he stayed with me for for a bit as well yeah. until he got a place and um, yeah it was great good to have Bobby uh, Bobby there oh, um, who who sort of for yourself who, you know which players sort of were you you know close to and you know good friends who was your roommate during your time at town um, I think my roommate was uh, Mauricio Tarico, oh, yes. we had a good understanding yeah. as well. Obviously, he was a, a foreign player as well at the time. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a sort of a great partnership, to be honest, as well, because he played left wing back um, at the time. I played right wing back. And um, I remember we did quite well, to be honest. And um, yeah, so I think I, I roomed with Tarico, but I think most players, I, I sort of... You know, went for a meal or whatever was um, Tony, the likes of Tony Vaughan, uh, obviously Kieran Dyer in the later yeah. stage, uh, Bobby obviously, you know, Richard Wright, and um, at the later stage, David Johnson, mm -hmm. sort of players like that. But uh, when I first arrived, Stuart Slater was the one who really took me, uh, took me sort of under his wing. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. And what a great player he was, by the way. He was, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, your second season, we we got into the playoffs, but unfortunately lost um, against Sheffield yeah. United. Uh, against Sheffield, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course, the away goal rule, the stupid away goal rule. What's your memories for them two playoff games? You know, heartbreaking to you know lose on away goals. Yeah, definitely. Then we made the playoffs, and then was it two draws? Did we? Yeah, one one and two two. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. we were so close, but um, yeah, devastated again. Yeah. You know, we had a good season, made it all the way through the playoffs, and then, uh, yeah, really to lose um, with two draws was uh, was devastating. Again, so close. Yeah, of course. So you know, that was... Yeah, you know, Kieran Dahl was breaking through then. We, you know, we mentioned here already, but you know, how good you know in training? Did you know he had something about him? Yeah, definitely. He was so um, so quick, quick feet, light on his feet. Um, Unbelievable passer, could go past players, and so fit. I remember he came from pre-season. He went on holiday. I think he came straight from the plane and then went on to to run and yeah. left everyone for dead. That yeah. <laughs> he was just a natural runner. Yeah. It was unbelievable, um, and I think injury sort of hampered his uh, yeah his full potential. I remember he struggled a bit with chin splint when he was at um, at Ipswich. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bit of a shame, but um, yeah, he, he was a natural talent. As well was uh, Richard Wright. Obviously, he was sort of a youngster as well coming through. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your your final season, of course. You know, was, I think it was very much injury 
uh, injuries limited your chances, but you know, you're still part of that team who got into the playoffs and you know we played Cholton in, in the playoffs and once again we lost. Yeah, uh, that must have been disappointing yeah, for yourself. Uh, yeah, it was devastating to be honest to be injured. It was my first, my first and final injury to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never injured, but um, yeah, I got injured in pre-season. I broke my uh, fifth metatarsal, so I went back to Holland to um, to get an operation because it wouldn't heal itself. So I had a plate, sort of first screw put in the in the bone. So. Um, I went back and forward, but I was lucky because my son uh, was born at the time in May. So uh, first couple of months I was uh, because my wife uh, gave birth in Holland, <laughs> so it was a good opportunity for me to um, to be with her at the time. But um, yeah, devastated because I think I came back in January, February, sort yeah. of yeah. beginning of February. I came back, yeah, um, you know, and it, that's something you don't want really in your final season. Uh, to get injured, but uh, yeah, I think uh, since since injury, I I did well to to come back and play my games. I want to quickly just bring up one game from that season. You know, the five 0 win against Norwich. You know, we love to talk about games against Norwich, but you know, this was a great game. I recently spoke to Alex. You know, you know, Alex Matthews scored the hat trick, but yeah. you know, what's your yeah. memories from that? Well, obviously, the games against um, against Norwich were special. Mm-hmm. Um, but my 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 knowledge of of the, the well the best game we played was at home. I think Robert Olaton played the ball back, yeah, yeah. and Brian Gunn tried to kick the ball, and it just went over yeah. a bit of dirt yeah. and went into the goal. Everyone two one. That that was unbelievable. <laughs> that uh, that that game stood out for me. Yeah, that because it's a great picture, you know. Of, um, of course, Brian Gunn with his hands on, you know, he said and stuff. But there's also a great picture of you like celebrating with your hands up in the air. I'll, I'll have to send it to you. But, um... Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. And uh, goes games like that, you know, derby games are always special. But um, then to win in the derby game is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great feeling. You know, it doesn't matter what level it is, you want to win a derby game. Because uh, you know, still on this time we uh, we speak about those game, games like that. So um, yeah, it was special. It must have been hard. You know, the pitch wasn't great that day. It didn't it didn't seem to be great. You know, was it hard for you? Because you know you were quick. You know, very energetic down the wings. You know, was it hard to run sometimes? Um, no, not 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 to run, but but to dribble. I think <laughs> was was a bit difficult. Yeah. But um, but but to be honest, you know the. Pitch in England were great even at that time you know in Port Monroe was a decent pitch you know all of a sudden if you play much the pitch cut up but um, you know there were far worse pitches in Holland so um, yeah I didn't complain there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, yeah yeah I mean pitches and um, you know I think Port Monroe after that was uh, yeah one of the best pitches I think or one of the yeah good, I think in that league yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And um, I want to talk about, you know, your departure from the club. Did you feel that was going to be your last season? You know, you you suffered that injury early in the season, but you know, we missed out in the playoffs. Did George sort of sort of tell you that you maybe not, you know, or did you feel like you maybe want to move on somewhere else? Or well, to be honest, not not really. You know, I really um, had a great time, enjoyed my time there. But um, mm-hmm. obviously, um, I, when I came, I signed a three-year contract, and uh, I was up, I was due for talks and. Um, you know, at the time he talked to me and Mauricio Trico as a million pound players and all of uh, all that. 
so I said, well, if you if you rate me that highly, you know, I want to see it back in my contract um, offer, you know, and that didn't really really come. So there was an opportunity for me to go to Spain. Um, it's uh, uh, Compostela, I think, okay. and um, Santiago de Compostela. So I went there in the summer. I went to Compostela. I had a look at the club. They just went down from the Primera División, but they kept all the players. I think they had two Moroccan internationals as well. I think Haji and someone else. So most players were staying, and they wanted me to come there. So I went over, uh, you know, talked with the president. They really wanted me. You know, contract was ready, but um, I wasn't sure at the time. My wife was pregnant. Um, and the trip, you know, there was no direct flight. You had to go okay. from Madrid and then from Madrid because Compostela is up north. So, and it didn't really feel good. So I came back and I spoke to George and I was about to sign. And then Kevin Keegan called me. Okay. And, uh, you know, he told me he's playing with Fulham. He said, because, you know, I really want you. I've seen you a couple of times. Uh, you know, I want to build something here, you know, with Alfayette. You know, there was second division, uh, division two at the time. You know, uh, he said, "Have you already signed at Ipswich?" I said, "No." He said, "Well, come and talk to us." And so that's what I, what I did. <laughs> you know, he made me a good offer and uh, went back to Berlin and said, "Listen, you know, I'm going to move on." You know, so um, yeah, that was the end. But um, yeah, I was I was devastated a bit because you know I, I was I was so um, so happy and so glad that um, Ipswich uh, gave me my chance to play in, uh, in, in England. So um, it was, I was a bit sad, to be honest, to, uh, to leave them. But then, um, yeah, there were other opportunities for me uh, to go on and uh, fulfil my career. Well, you know, definitely, you know, getting Kevin Keegan, you know, calling you and wanting you, that must have been, you know, great for you as a, as a player, you know, how good Kevin Keegan was as a player and even a manager, you know, he just left. You know, he, when he came to Fulham, he just left Newcastle after a successful time there. Yeah. So it yeah, must have definitely. been. Yeah. And he was one of the players in my youth uh, that I, uh, you know, that I really liked. I remember I had an England kid with Keegan on the back, you know, and his yeah. number seven. So, uh, you know, if a man like that calls you, you know, you always want to hear what he's got to say. And, um, yeah, it really made me feel welcome there. And, um, yeah, I moved on. Of course, you know, you know, you're dropping down a level, but you know, you helped Fulham win the the second division title. That must have been a great yeah. first season for you. You know, winning promotion. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and that was all the plans they had. I think he had a five, six year plan um, with Alfayet. You know, and some of the players were there, like you know, Chris Coleman, Kit Simons, uh, you know, Rufus Brevet, Jeff Horsfield. Barry Hales, you know, we had a great squad and a great bunch of lads. You know, we did a lot together, and um, you know that resulted in uh, being champions. You know, another magical moment. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are. If you win uh, titles, that's uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, Kevin. Kevin, of course, left after that. You know, what, what, how did yeah. that affect you? And I saw, you know, he's a, a manager who brought you in. I know you just won promotion and stuff, but did you feel, you know, you're now losing the manager who brought you in? Did you feel like, oh, maybe I won't be the next manager's man? Well, that's always, uh, you know, a, a doubt. But um, I think Paul Bracewell took over and, uh, 
Brainstorm was the player first, um, sort of the same mold as um, as Kevin Keegan, and um, well, obviously every manager got his own players. Um, you know, I played my fair share of games. Um, then I think he left, and the manager after that was going to be Jean Tigana. Okay. And obviously he was bringing in his own players, so then it was time for me to move on again. It was a shame because um, you know I wanted to stay on and uh, be part of the success. Did you um did you did you live in London during your time? You know you're at Itchwich. Where did you live in Itchwich during your time? You know uh, I lived in um, Surrey, Weybridge. Okay, yeah. I lived in Weybridge. Um, yeah, because we trained a bit further down the A3, I think. Uh, yeah, so I lived in Weybridge, but um, yeah, good times as well there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you left Fulham, and you know, from when you left there, did you did you know where you were going to go next? Did you have a few options? Did you feel like maybe going abroad again this time, or did you feel like you wanted to stay in England? No, I, I wanted to stay in England because yeah. I think you know after what five seasons, I think I've uh, I've left an impression. So it was just to. to Pick the right club or the club who wanted me, yeah. and uh, that club was um, Sheffield United. Yeah. And of course, the manager there was well known, Neil Warnock. You know what was he yeah. like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I think I played against a couple of teams of Neil. He was yeah. always the character in him, but um, yeah, he was he was a no nonsense trainer. You know, you just had to work hard and um, show him that you wanted to play and fight for the cause of the team. And then um, you know, he always was part in his uh, his plans, but um, no, he was he was okay. Maybe not tactically the the, man, the best manager I had. Um, you know, we had Kevin Blackwell there who did uh, sort of the training as well, and sometimes uh, Neil Warner came came on and did a bit. But um, yeah, he was a great character. He could get the best out of you, and um, yeah, he had a good seat. Good couple of seasons there yeah. as well. But uh, did you feel like your time was up at Sheffield United? You know, Bill Warnock was building something there. You know, building a team for the Premier League. Did you feel like you had to move on to maybe get some more game time? Yeah, to be honest. Um, yeah, until this day, it was a bit strange because yeah, I played most of the games. Mm-hmm. Even in uh, my, my second season, I played most of the games. But then all of a sudden, I think before transfer deadline or whatever, he said. Uh, he called me into his office and said, um, yeah, Walsall want you on loan. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why do I want to go on loan if I play here? He said, well, yeah, I want to play um, uh, Rob Kosluk. Yeah, I want to try Kosluk there. I'm like, okay, well, where does it leave me? And he said, well, you know, it, it, it depends. You won't play as much as you've been playing. And uh, yeah, that was strange. So because I was out of contract that season, so I think it was just a way to... No, if he was honest with me, he says, "Listen, we're not going to re- renew your contract. We're going to go on with um, Rob Kosluk. Obviously, he was a bit younger, um, so you can go on loan. Then it was a bit fairer. But um, yeah, now I felt like I sort of went uh, out of the back door. So I went on loan to Walsall for the remainder of the season. I think. How was how was that? You know, your first loan spill. You know, as it, you know, you're an experienced player at this point. How was that? You know, your first ever experience going out on loan. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, I can adapt very well and very easy uh, wherever I go. So I went there and, yeah, just did my bit for the team and, you know, played my games. It was a strange situation because obviously, you know, you're a Sheffield United player, but when on, on there, then after that, the season finished, you're out of contract and you need to find a new 
a new club again. So that was a bit of a strange situation. But um, yeah, I can remember I played against Bradford that game and I did really well. And I think I spoke to someone from Bradford the week after. Um, yeah, and they wanted me for next season. So that was, uh, yeah, something uh, from a bad situation to make it a good situation. Yeah, and you know, you're at Bradford with Nicky Law, you know, what's, what's your experience there? You know, you're still playing in, you know, in the D Division 1 at the time, Championship. Yeah. Uh, must have been good yeah. to be still staying in that, you know, that level. Yeah, definitely, you know, that was your aim to at least stay in um, Division 1. Um, yeah, so that was good. I mean, another great club with a good history, Bradford. Um, and I think I had one of my best seasons at, at, at Bradford, to be honest. Um, great manager, Nicky Law. Um, yeah, great squad. I think I'd, I, I think I, I, yeah, I must have played one of my uh, my better football at Bradford, to be honest. You know, you know, you're yeah. you know, you're 32 at that age. You know what. What, what did you? How, where did you feel like your your football career was going to go? You know, you, as you said, you only really had that one injury. You know, you went on to have then had spells at Chesterfield and Wickham and Mansfield and Halifax Town. But yeah, did you um, did you really? You know, what what was your long term plan during that time? Um, yeah, no, not really long long term. I sort of looked at it from um, from season to season. Maybe I thought I was going to go back to um, to Holland and maybe finish my career there. I spoke to Romeo and. You know about the opportunities, but then all of a sudden, if you're not really playing in the Premier League, you're sort of out of contact with um, a lot of the football things going on in Holland. And uh, I felt like I could still give, because uh, I was quite fit, I could still give uh, my best for 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 a team maybe uh, mid-table in the Eredivisie. But um, yeah, what I say, if you if if you're out of it, you know, it's not like now, you know, you got social media and all that. <laughs> Yeah. So obviously they know a lot of the teams below the Premier League. You know, yeah. they uh, maybe a team like Twenty or whatever could get someone from um, maybe from the third league in England. Yeah. So um, you know that wasn't the case at the time. Like if you play in the Prem, then you've been seen, and if you play a bit below, then it was harder. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I just stayed in England, and I thought, well, then at least I'll stay here. Yeah. Um, and finish my career. Yeah. That must be, you know, a good life experience. So, you know, you went on, you know, travelled the, uh, travelled England basically. You know, Chesterfield, Wickham, <laughs> yeah. Mansfield, and stuff. And, yeah. You know, did you all... not by choice? Not, not by choice. Yeah, but it was always like, yeah. you know, okay, got to move on. You know, not enough. Maybe we want a couple other players and stuff like that. So um, it was the same. Like, like I said, I was, I was happy to stay at. Um, to sign at, um, at Ipswich after my three seasons but um, it wasn't meant to be so um, it was never by choice and um, to be you know I left a good impression on the fans and um, I know until now if I go back to England go to my to my clubs I know the fans would still appreciate me um, yeah. you know at every club I went so um, you know that's that, that's a good a good thing for me as well that um I put a smile on uh, people's faces when I played. Yeah, I think um, I know. I know a lot of clubs. You know, you, you as you said, you have been out. You know, you're sort of got the cult hero status. You know, definitely Ipswich Town, mm -hmm. Fulham, and Sheffield United, and of course other clubs. Yeah. But yeah, it must make you make you smile as well to think. You know, at least I made an impact. You know, at some of these yeah, clubs. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely and that what uh, what it was all about you know it was uh, it wasn't about uh, the money thing or whatever i just wanted to play football and i wanted to play in england and um, you know that's what i managed to do i had some great um, great memories you know great experience so um, yeah it was worth it and, uh, you know you lost your last club um, in england was halifax town and then that's when you did you knew you were going to return to to holland and you know, did your, did your wife and, you know, you, you I think you had kids, you know, back then, you know, yeah. young kids, of course. But, you know, did you feel like that was probably the best move for you, you know, for the, you know, the rest of your, you know, what you're going to do next? Yeah, it was a bit different because uh, we were thinking about staying in mm-hmm. England, to be honest. But um, the kids were at an age where, you know, they had to go to school, well, you know, go further to school. And um, it was a big choi- uh, choice as well, you know, to go, what do I do after football? You know, um, I got qualifications, but in Holland, you know what I mean? So in England, it, I had to go through a whole different kind of, um, yeah, experience or whatever to um, to do something after football. And um, because I've, that's what I've been doing all my life, you know, play football. So it was a bit hard. Um, yeah, so we decided to go back to Holland, you know. What have you, um, what have you done then since, you know, you I think 2007 you left Halifax Town. So, you know, it's been a been about a decade now so what have you been up to during those times did you sort of know what you wanted to get into um, not really because at the beginning um, Romeo Zondervan started his own um, agency business mm-hmm. sort of so at the beginning I sort of started helping him mm-hmm. doing a bit you know uh, get a few scouts from, from England coming over and taking him to games and stuff like that but you know that wasn't really the thing for me after after a while so um, I stopped doing that and then my boys started to play football at my local club and they asked if I wanted to um, um, yeah to train them so I took my um, uh, my trainers some some badges and um, yeah started to be a, a trainer at different clubs um, amateur clubs so that's what um, I'm still doing at the moment and then yeah a bit of work here and there um, yeah, so that's it basically. Yeah, I you know I see that on you know on Instagram you you know you keep yourself fit, you know you do you want to be one of those footballers who get a beer belly, you know, no belly you want to keep yourself fit. No, yeah, I definitely keep myself fit. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes I speak to uh, you know a few players or whatever and yeah, we just try to keep ourselves fit and, uh, you know, not to come one of those with a beer belly and yeah. stuff like that. No, no, just keep fit. And I enjoy it, to be honest. Yeah. You know, a bit of training, a bit of gym training and, um, yeah, just keep uh, keep moving. Yeah. Did you, uh, have you ever gone back to it since you've left, like to a game? or No, no, no I've not, yeah. not been back. Um, I want to go back and show my boys now. Yeah. Once, now they're, um, you know, in their 20s to show yeah. where, um, where I played. So, but um, yeah, that might be in the in the pipeline, uh, you know, when uh, when it's possible to go, uh, you know, start my way to Ipswich and uh, you know try to try to catch a game maybe and show them uh, where the dad used to play. Yeah, have you have you shown them footage or anything like that? You know, or pictures? You know, during your plan days to them? Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. showed. I got a few old videotapes uh, of me playing and uh, yeah, yeah, show a lot of pictures and uh, stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, that is good. Good to show them uh, what I did. Did they did they want to follow your you know the, your fa- you know their father's footsteps or did they want to not really? It's not something they wanted to get into. 
well, they both played. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they wanted to play football as well. But um, it's one of those things, especially these these days. You need you need a bit of luck, and you need the right right manager or whatever, you know, to see you. And uh, they played away in um, at amateur level. Mm-hmm. Um, they played for the Ajax amateurs. But um, yeah, they're at an age now that they want to go and uh, pursue other things. You know, yeah. starting a clothing line and. Um, yeah, they just into other things now. But um, yeah, it was good to see the boat at my speed and um, yeah. maybe even quicker. So it's, it's a shame they never got a chance, yeah. uh, you know, to try um, to try that visa club. Yeah. Do you, you know? Do you speak to any of your your former teammates at any club? You know, Ipswich Town. Is anybody you speak to? Um, I just follow a few the few lads um, through Instagram now yeah. and um, and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, through social media, we just sort of keep uh, keep in contact. Yeah. It must be, you know, back back in the day, there was no, you know, proper phones or internet or social media, so no. you know, it's such a <laughs> big difference now, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's a shame. That's yeah. a shame uh, that we didn't have it at the, at the, at the days. But, um, you know, it's its charm as well. But, yeah, these days, it's, um, yeah, through social media, you can, um, yeah, you can accomplish so much more, get a bigger fan base and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, you know, take nothing away from from our days, or from my days. Uh, you know, it was good. You know, as as we mentioned, you know earlier, you know about Kieran Dye. You know, now we I don't think like the youth players clean boots. So you know that that story wouldn't have been a thing if you know, you know, no. trainees and stuff. You know, had the clean boots. You know, if that you know was nowadays, then that, you know it doesn't happen. So. In a way, no, those... no, definitely not, definitely not, and that's what I keep saying, uh, yeah, to, to, to players here, you know, like uh, back in the days, players used to clean our boots, and uh, they were like, "What, really?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, as a youngster coming through, you know, you need to do, do the hard work first, then train yourself, and then clean the, uh, you know, change rooms and stuff like that." I can't believe there is, but yeah. I said that's what mold them to players they are now, you know, yeah. get a bit of discipline, so. Um, yeah, that's what I should do. Uh, that's what I should have done at the at the clubs here as well. You know, the likes of Ajax, PC, Vinod, because all of the young players, you know, they're like eighteen coming through the ranks, and they think they're the next Maradona or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, Did and you... they want they want they want the big contracts, they want the big cars, but they don't want to do nothing for it. So. Uh, did you, um, yeah. you know, when you were at Ajax as a youngster, did you have to clean anybody's boots, or was that not something no. you did then? No, no, didn't need to clean any boots. But, you know, at my days at Ajax, was a bit different because these days they, they just get the boys with, with, with little VIP coaches and stuff like that, you <laughs> yeah. know, at the time, you know. Yeah. I remember uh, I was living close to Michael Moles and uh, we went to Ajax and we had to go on trams, buses to get there, yeah. you know. Sometimes yeah. when you're late, you have to get changed on the bus, yeah. you know. And if you say to some of the players who are a bit younger, they can't believe it. Yeah. You know, we're to get our own kit. These days, everything is sorted for the boys. All they have to do is come there, train and play. You know, meals are prepared, school, everything. We didn't have that, at, um, you know, in our days. But, you know, take nothing away. That's the thing that forms you as a player, you know, that makes you want to become even better and go on to play football. So, um, yeah, that's it really. Well, um, Gus, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the, the podcast? Um, 
um, no, not really. It was a pleasure speaking to you, and yeah. uh, you know, it was good to talk about uh, my memories as uh, as a player in England, especially Ipswich. Yeah. You know, the club who gave me my chance. I'll uh, I'll never forget that. And um, you know, great fans. Want to thank them as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a typical question that you know you normally ask former players. Do you know? Do you look out for results? You know, for your former clubs and stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Since I've left um, England. I always look for the clubs um, I played, you know, um, what they did, the scores, and I always hope to see uh, to see they do well in uh, cup games as well, to see them uh, see them play. So um, yeah, I still do that until this day. That must have been, you know, you know, when you were still playing, you know, I think it was two seasons after you left, you know, that we got promoted to the Premier League. You must have, yeah, must have been gutted for yourself. Like now, you know, you could have been part of that maybe, or at least you're like, must have been happy for some of your former teammates. Like, yes, they've done it. You know, they're now very playing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously, got it that I wasn't there, but um, yeah, happy for the for the club, the fans, and. You know, obviously, uh, some of my teammates there. Um, you know, I watched that as well. So uh, yeah, it was good, yeah. great. Well, Gus, thank you very much. I don't want to take too much of your time up, but uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Cheers, mate. Yeah, definitely. No problem. Thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to hopeful. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Thank you.